Praise the Lord. Okay, let's pick up where we left off. Uh, we're in Numbers again, and uh, I'll see if I could get Numbers to... Let's see if it'll do this for us, yeah. Numbers. Oh, well, I'm going to hold it right here just a second. <clears throat> I like to do this because it just helps us. This is your Bible, your, your index, of course. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I keep stretching. This is straight historical line. Actually, the only place it doubles ever is this one and this one. They overlap a little bit. Same chronological story in both of them, but they overlap. It's like somebody had two copies of history there, and each one has just a little bit more of the story than the other, but that's the only place. Well, you see that over here in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels, they, tell, they don't tell their story backwards. Jesus was crucified by Pilate. No, that's at the end. Okay? So it's a timeline. But anyway, uh, so you got Genesis, world history. I mean, it's so much world history. I was doing something, oh, in my yard. There was a piece of granite. No, nah, it was not granite. What do you call it? What do they make gravel out of? You know? Well, I, mean, I guess it is gra- limestone. Okay, whatever. But it was uh, that gray-looking stuff, and I was moving some wood. Bob's trailer was over there in the driveway, too. And and big old thing like this was stuck in the side of that granite right there, you know. And I thought, what's that? And I looked close. <laughs> Seashell. What's that seashell? And you know, things that die today, even forever, when they die, they die deteriorate. Yeah. We have fossils because a disaster hit. There is a disaster that hit. Not no comment, not no, it's a flood. A flood hit this place. You know, amazing. So, but when we don't think about the reality of these fossils, we just take what they tell us. Blah, 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 evolution. And it's not true. It's not true. You cannot have a fossil without, it had to be pressure and buried. And a lot of, well, everything was buried alive too. I mean, they got this spider that I've seen the, the, the uh, fossil of. And the stupid idiots that try to say, how he was buried in the stuff. Oh, so the spider stood still, you know, while he was slowly, millions of years, getting covered up. There's no way. Why did he still have hair on him? You know, why? It, no. But sometimes we don't think these things through. And then we go to church, and unfortunately, a lot of our churches are so liberal, you would never believe that the Bible has part of their life. And and when they do talk about it, they'll go, well... They just needed to have a... No, they didn't either. The beginning is the book of Genesis. It's day one. Wow. Let there be light. The earth was void and you know, all that kind of stuff. And anyway, so perfect history there. Exodus, very interesting there. Obviously, we know they exited. They got out. And it was a mass exodus. We've seen the numbers. Leviticus here, they're still at Mount Sinai. It's the instructions for the Levi. The Levites, what they're supposed to do in that tabernacle structure. And then boom, as we've been studying here, the book of Numbers. They had the counts of everybody. And then here we go to the promised land. And of course, they got there and they said, we can't go in there. Oh, man. Then they came right back 40 years later. Okay, so here we are at Numbers. And Numbers, they're almost in the promised land here. And so right in 31, we're not going to recap this, but they wiped out the Midianites. Right after that, they wiped out King Sahan and King Og. Richard, how do you know these? I've been rereading them over and over again. Because there's something about, the Bible says in Psalm 1, when you meditate in the Word, everything you're doing will prosper. This is just chasing me all over the place. Things that work just 
get taken care of. Things in my life just get taken care of. Make sure you're not reading about maybe some famous preacher's life or whatever. That's good stuff, but get back to the Bible. Okay, make sure you're feeding on the Word of God. And anyway, get you one of these living Bibles if you're having trouble with your King James and it just whatever, because this is, this is just so easy reading. But anyway, all right. <clears throat> so the Midianites got wiped out in 31. Now let's pick it up here where we left off. Here we are. When Israel arrived, this is chapter 32 of Numbers. When Israel arrived in the land of make-believe, no, you can't miss that this is, uh, they are, they've just ruined Christianity or they've just, you know, proved it. In other words, and of course, we all know where Israel is. You can take the youngest child and most of the time people already know where the Middle East is. You can find it. So they arrived in the land of Jazar, Gilead, the tribes of, now notice this. This is an incident that happened. It's not going to look too good, but I'll tell you right, right off the hand, Moses, he's, Extra cautious here, but these guys were not trying to do something bad. So watch what happened. The tribes of Reuben and Gad, those are sons of Jacob, um, their descendants, who had large flocks of sheep. So what's all this two or three sheep that came out of Exodus? No way. My goodness. They noticed what wonderful sheep country it was. Now God had been taking care. I love this next book. Deuteronomy is a speech. And part of that speech, Moses says, the Lord kept you and protect you for 40 years. Your clothes didn't even wear out. He found the best places for you to camp. And I'm like, I never heard these stories. They make it sound like, well, they wandered in the wilderness. Well, I've been mad too. No, no, no. He had took care of them. He said where there were scorpions and snakes and the Lord kept them safe. And they're not even in the promised land. And look at this. Wonderful sheep country. Man, they have arrived. Wow, they're not even in the promised land yet. So they came to Moses and Eliezer. Now think about this. Now remember all the junk that they've had to deal with, a bunch of rebels. It's going to look like they're rebelling here. They came to Moses and Eliezer the priest and the other tribal leaders and said, Hey, the Lord has used Israel to destroy the population of this whole countryside. Now remember, that was true. Wow, the Lord just gave it to you. Praise the Lord. Your enemies are wiped out. Adaroth, Dibon, Zayar, Nimrah, Heshbon. Boy, he's naming the places. It's all wonderful sheep country. Look at this. Ideal for our flocks. Now, all of a sudden, can you think about Moses here? Moses is going, what are you trying to say here? Yeah, so they stepped in it right here. But listen closely. It's like when you talk to somebody, when they first give you a problem, they didn't get the details out fast enough. But it was, it was still a good thing that Moses says what he did. But they were going to be all right. Here's what he said. Please let us have this land as our portion instead of, that's what ticked Moses off, instead of the promised land. So Moses is going to go, are you out of your mind? We just lost 40 40 years. Are you going to create this problem over again? So that's what happens. You mean you want to sit here while your brothers go across and do all the fighting? Moses demanded. Are you trying to discourage the rest of the people from going across the land the Lord has given them? See, that incident must have happened. And why did Moses get upset? Oh, he's supposed he's so holy. You never raise your voice if you're holy. It's like I made fun of. Jesus raised his voice in that temple. And if you were in whip range, you got hit. Ow! Oh. I remember when I get hit by my daddy when I was <laughs> man, I was dying. And besides that, the Bible's full of the anger of the Lord. Wow. One day it's coming back. Ooh. But you're not destined for that anger. 
Anyway, are you trying to discourage the rest of us? Okay, this same kind of thing, look at that. Your fathers did. I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. Never happened. Oh, it did too. Now, you know, I noticed this after reading this so many and so many times and watching the Lord bless me as I read it. I understood where David came from. David obviously grew up with his mom and his dad. Somebody told him about these stories. And because that's what you were supposed to do, tell these stories, you know. Thankful. I'm so thankful my upbringing. I, at least I hit the high points. I knew about Adam and Eve. I knew about Noah. <laughs> I knew these as a kid. And I knew some other stories. And that is so fantastic. It's better than growing up going, I didn't know any of this ever happened. Okay, but anyway, so back to this. Uh, this thing your fathers did. I sent them to Kadesh Barnier to spy out the land when they finished the survey. I mean, boy, they know the details. Okay, they returned from the valley of Eskal. Boy, that's Complete history. They discouraged the people from going to the promised land. The Lord's anger was hot against them, and he swore that all of those who rescued Egypt... Now, let me stop here. I want to mention something. Just thought of something. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then who was the other guy that was second to Pharaoh? Joseph. Joseph made mention of what? When he knew they were going to go to the promised land. His bones. He, yeah. he was going to be dead. I had forgotten... That the Israelites, even though they probably were like, where's God when you need him? He's been 400 years, you know. God who? Like Moses said, they'll say, they'll, when, God was, when Moses was arguing with God, he was saying, they're going to say what God? You know. But there was still some history that the Israelites had that was called the promised land. Because God had already promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob he was going to give them this land. Well, it hadn't happened yet. But it was fixing to. And this is where it was taking place. But anyway, even Joseph said, when y'all go, you take my casket and you head. Don't leave me here in Egypt. Because there we, we are going to the promised land. Yeah. Just wanted to mention that because, you know, praise the Lord. Look at us today. You know, even the New Testament is based on this thing. You know, Hebrews chapter 4, 3 and 4. God has provided us a rest. He was likening it just exactly like the promised land. Okay. Okay, so anyway, uh, all those he rescued from Egypt, it must have happened. No, uh, no one over 20 years of age would ever see the land he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for they refused to do what he wanted them to do. Wow. The only exceptions were Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they wholeheartedly followed the Lord and urged the people to go into the promised land. In other words, they were saying, let's go get it, let's go get it. Now remember, they were giants, and it looked impossible, but if you remembered what the Lord has done you would have just said, let's go. Anyway, the Lord made us wander back and forth in the wilderness for 40 years. Look at that. He says, until all that evil generation died. Moses is hot here. Is he? You want to do this again? <laughs> but look at look what he says. Oh, he's so kind. <laughs> but here you are, you brood of sinners. <laughs> God, doing exactly the same thing. Oh, I'm sure one of them was saying, wait, stop, Moses, stop. Nuh-uh. Only there's more of you. So Jehovah's anger against Israel will be even fiercer this time. If you turn away from God like this, he'll make the people stay even longer in the wilderness. And you'll be responsible for destroying his people and bringing disaster on this whole nation. Verse 16. No, 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 Moses, hold it. Hold, whoa, 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 whoa. No, not at all. Wow. Now look what they said and watch for the Lord's blessings. We will build sheepfolds for our flocks and cities and for our little ones. But we ourselves will go over armed with the rest of the people of Israel until we have brought them safely into their inheritance. But first we need to build wall cities here for, their, for our families, keep them safe from attack. 
by the local inhabitants. We will not settle down here until the people of Israel has received their inheritance. We don't want land on the other side of Jordan. We'd rather have it on this side, on the east. Moses said, okay, all right. And what was interesting, uh, well, it just happened already. Um, King Sion and King Og on this side of the river, there were walled cities and Israel destroyed every bit of it. That's where they had the museum for King Og. He was, no, King Sion. He was the one that, he was actually a giant. His bed was 13 feet long, you know, six foot wide. Uh, look, man, gee, they're not even in the promised land. And they're going, this is nice stuff. Wow. Moses said, all right, if you will do what you've said, arm yourself for Jehovah's wars, you know, can't have no battle. Well, why do they call it that? You can't. Too. Keep your troops on the other side of the Jordan until the Lord has driven out his enemies. Then, the, then when the land is subdued before you, you may return. Do you notice it didn't say, well, we hope we win. We hope it's going to work out this way. I mean, you never know the Lord. I mean, it's gonna, you're going to knock them out. And then you're going to come back. Now, wait a minute. What if we die? What do you mean, what if we come back? We studied last week Psalm 91. And we just had the chapter 31, not a soldier died. Anyway, then when you've discharged your duty to the Lord and the rest of the people of Israel, the land on the eastern side shall be your possession from the Lord. Yeah, but you know what? I'm thinking this thing through. It won't be there no more because it's going to get run over. By the time the troops go into the promised land, the bad guys are... No, come on. We're talking Jesus here. They left their little ones. They left only their grandpas. And they did build them some houses with some whatever, some cities with some gates and stuff. But you know what? They went right back over there. and You see this in Joshua. It took them seven years. And they went right back over the promised land to the other side of the Jordan and had a great time. Miracle. Praise the Lord. I mean, where's the disasters? There's not any. Okay, so let's pick up verse 23. If you don't do as you've said, then you're going to have sinned against the Lord. Okay. And notice what he says. You may be sure that your sin will catch up with you. How many messages this morning have we, our preachers preaching everywhere, your sin will surely find you out. <laughs> I mean, and they'll waste 30 minutes on that. Whatever. I think we all know our sins will catch up with us, okay? I'd rather be looking at this. Go ahead and build your cities for your families, your sheep folds, and for your sheep, do all you've said. We will follow your instruction exactly, the people of Gad and Reuben replied. Our children, flocks, cattle, wives, flocks, cattle shall stay here in the cities of Gilead. Wow. But all of us who are conscripted will go up to battle for the Lord, just as you said. So Moses gave his approval, saying to Eliezer and Joshua and the tribal leaders, if all the men of the tribes of Gad and Reuben who are conscripted for the Lord's battles Go with you over to Jordan. Then when the land is conquered, you must give them the land of Gilead. But if they refuse, they must accept land among the rest of you in the land of Canaan. Okay. The tribes of Gad and Reuben said, man, as the Lord's commanded, we're going to do it. We're going to follow the Lord fully into Canaan, but our land will be here on this side of the Jordan. Now, what's interesting is you see in the Bible going forward, you'll hear about the tribe of these three, and they're on the other side of Jordan. All of, They stayed there. It must have been a great place. Here we go. So Moses assigned, look at that, the territory of some low life. No, he wasn't. This guy was, he was ruler of that area. King of Sion of the Amorites and of King Bashan, all the land and cities. Can you imagine like the Lord said, when you enter into cities you didn't build, houses you didn't build, and all these vineyards and stuff. That's what they did. They just, this is mine. 
I've had a piece of that in my life. I mean, more than that. Richard, I want to give you this. I'm like, praise the Lord. And sometimes it goes over your head and you go, praise God, look what I have got. And you know, the Bible tells us, well, he tells us in the next book, Moses says, when this happens, don't forget it was the Lord. Now we're going into Thanksgiving. Now you mark my words. This week, the politically correct bunch will do this. We want to, before we eat, we want to thank Richard for his great work here. We want to thank Sister So-and-So, and and, we'll say Sister, they'll say Miss So-and-So. We want to thank the great state of Alabama. They won't thank the Lord. And you should get ticked off about that in your heart, just yourself. You go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. That's the politically correct thing they do in, in, in America now. Because they're, I mean, thankfully, the ones who know better will say, we're thanking the Lord, you know. Yeah. But it's amazing. Your non-Christian people that you know of that are trying to be, you know, politically correct, it's, it'll be thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. Thank you, Indians. Thank you, pilgrims, you know. It's not thank the Lord. That's, they're ruining the story for them. It was, they had that thanksgiving because of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay. <clears throat> so here we go. Uh, let's see. So they assigned all this territory that these kings had. Verse 33. All right. To the half tribe of Manasseh. Notice it says that half tribe. That's the son of Joseph. Okay. Uh, the people of Gad built these cities. Look at this. This is so incriminating. These, set, these cities better be there. Oh, they are. Debon, Ataroth, Errol. Oh, this name. Jazer. Jogbaha, Beth, whatever, okay, Arab, you know, <clears throat> Fort Payne, whatever. These were all, look at that, fortified cities for the sheepfolds. Now think about a minute. You had a bunch of sheep and all of a sudden you need a cattle pen, like Laura was talking about finding those gates and stuff. Praise the Lord. All of a sudden you find this gate. Boy, that pen will work just nice. Yeah, you get some of the sheep that was already in it too. The children of Reuben, boy, they built these cities. Good grief. All those, the Israelites later changed the names of some of these cities they conquered and rebuilt. All right, let me get back down to it. The clan of Machar, the tribe of Manasseh, went to Gilead and conquered it, drove, away, drove out the Amorites who were living there. Now, wait a minute. It should be push and shove. You know, Auburn wins a few games. Alabama wins a few games. That's not what, we're not talking that kind of football. This is promised land. Matter of fact, God told them that I'm going to send hornets out ahead of you. And another thing he said, too, when you read this carefully, you'll go, he said, I'm not going to drive them out all by one, all at once because then the wild animals will get in there. So they wait a day before you get there. They want the cheese and the milk to still be fresh when you get in the refrigerator. Wow. Mama bear, papa bear, baby bear. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's porridge is still warm. That's what was going on. Praise the Lord. The men, now remember we have the details. Why? Because today when you walk out that door, you got the same details for you everywhere you go. Dustin put that little mat out there. It says, I'm blessed coming in. And I'm blessed going out. That's in the big speech of Deuteronomy in the next chapter. And really, I figured it out. If that's a speech and it could be said, it wouldn't last three hours. I remember reading the stories how in the book of when the kings would go bad and the kings would go good, they all came back to Jerusalem to hear the law. And I'm like, God, that's going to take forever. No, it wouldn't. Deuteronomy was the whole law right there. They stood and they read it. And you got it. That's the reason in Nehemiah they started crying going, we're in trouble. But Nehemiah said, don't worry. It's the day, this is where we get the great scripture. Oh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said, don't be sorrowful. Today is a day of joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and they realized how far they, they were like, oh man, we lost our nation. We finally came back. We built the walls around Jerusalem. And then we stood up here to hear the book of the law. And now we realize 
we're toast. And Nehemiah says, no, you're not toast. We've repented. If we keep reading, you'd have found that out because the Lord said, you're going to go worship idols. And when you find out that you blew it and then you come seek me, here's where that scripture comes to you. When you seek me with all your heart. See, that's because they went away and they said, oh, I worship you, son, God, and whatever. Then all of a sudden you go, that son, God, didn't help. (laughs) And then you lost your family, you lost your money, you lost your garden, you lost everything. And all of a sudden you're going, how did I become a slave? Well, silly, guess what? You you tried to be like your neighboring other nations. Anyways, here we go. Back to this. Uh, so what happened here? Okay, so here's these, uh, these towns. Verse 42, Meanwhile, a man named Nobab led an army to Kenneth and surrounded the villages and occupied them. Wait a minute. He led this battle and it was all, no, that's all there was to it. He said, hey, you guys come with me. We need to wipe out this. Notice that. He did it. Well, that was the end of it. And he called it Nobab after his name. I mean, don't you remember that he promised? He actually, you see it in the next book. Moses reiterates. He says, one shall put... A thousand to flight. Remember that? He just said, come with me. Let's go get rid of these guys. I want them out of the promised land. Okay. 33. Bible is just a fake. Now, we're going to stop here, but look at this. This this chapter is real short. The itinerary. You know, that's why this is so... When, when people were putting the Bible together or whatever, and they found these books and stuff, they were like, well, this is easy. The itinerary of the nation of Israel from the time Moses and Aaron led them out of Egypt. Yeah, but it never happened. <laughs> you got to start believing it did happen. Moses had written down their movements. Wow, I have to do stuff like that at work. Got to keep a record, Mel, isn't that right? Where'd you get that cost stuff from? Where'd you, where'd you get that? You better write it down. Guy called me on the phone. He said, there's gonna be, it's going to take 20 hours, and it's going to be a level such and such engineer. Okay, thank you, back. And I just put the number down or whatever, and I don't tell where I got that in from. I got to write that down. So these guys did they're all kind of historians. David had his own personal history. They left the city of, there it is, Ramses, Egypt, on the first day of April. That's the Passover. That's, and what do we do today? When do we have Easter? April. That's right. After the night of the Passover, which never happened. Oh, yes, it did. Passover was a death angel passing over you, but he wiped out the firstborn of every Israel, I mean, of every, excuse me, Egyptian. They left proudly, hurriedly along by the Egyptians. Remember, Moses was told by God, they're going to want you out so fast, they're going to throw you out. Okay. Look at that. Who were burying their eldest sons, all killed by the Lord the night before. Okay. The Lord certainly defeated all the gods of Egypt. Now, remember, don't forget, don't feel sorry for this. They took God's sons and threw them into the Nile. Moses should have been chomped by an alligator. He was already at that point where his mama just tried to put him in a basket and put him out there hoping she could still cause him to live somehow. But everybody was told, throw your boys to the Nile. The certainly, excuse me, the Lord had certainly defeated the gods of Egypt that night. Boy, he did too. And they came out with money that night. Man, I tell you what. All right. After leaving Ramses, look at this. They stayed at Succoth and Etham, the edge of the wilderness. And then they were at Arab and Gunnersville and whatever. Notice this. They camped at the foot of Mount Migdal. From there, they went through the middle of the Red Sea on, uh, and on for three days into the Etham wilderness, camping at Mara. What part of that sea? It split. They went through the middle of it. Leaving Mara, they came here. They were at the 12 Springs water, 70 palm trees. It's like Gulf Shores, Hawaii. Wow. They stayed there for quite a long time. What were they doing there? 
It's when Moses was on Mount Sinai. Leaving there, they camped by the Red Sea. Then they went to the wilderness of Sinai. Okay, next it was Dokfa, whatever, and all this place. Then on to this where there was no water for the people to drink, so they died. No, they didn't. You remember the story? They got water. Okay, the Lord gets... From Rephidim, they went to Sinai, from the wilderness of Sinai to this. Now, I'm just going to just look at this. You can look at it. But it's from here to there to here to there to here to there to here to there. Look at the details. Good grief. Wow. All right. All the way down to 38. While they were at the foot of Mount Hor, Aaron the priest was directed by the Lord to go up in the mountain, and there he died. Now, this is after the 40 years. Remember that? It, as a matter of fact, this happened about eight chapters before this. This occurred after the 40th year the people of Israel had left Egypt. The date of his death was... can't possibly have a date of his death. Yes, we do. That's the reason the Bible is a history book. He was... Look at that! I mean, Melody and Dustin, y'all the youngest ones in this room. Look at this. I'm, I'm next in line. I guess no Lord's ahead of me. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. Remember, Myrna, y'all are still in y'all's 20s. That's what it is. Look at this. Well, I know Myrna. She's already told me about her family, but look at that. 123 years. Now, Moses is going to go to 120. Wow. It was then that the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in Nagab in the land of Cana, heard that the people of Israel were approaching his land. Look at the story. After dealing with him, <laughs> wait a minute, what about the battle? Wiped him out. Wiped him out. Wow. Look at that. Uh, they journeyed on to Mount Hor, camped at Zalman, then Punan, or whatever, often this guy, or whatever. They went to uh, this place, this place, in the mountains of Arabim to Mount Nebo. Finally, the, here they are, where they are right now. The plains of Moab. That's where, what was his name? Uh, the talking donkey thing, you know? Uh, uh, Balaam, yeah. Beside the river Jordan, opposite Jericho. See, remember when they go across into Jericho? You could see the Jericho's walls from there. All right. Uh, as far as this place to the plains of Moab. Okay. It was while they were camped there that the Lord told Moses to tell the people, when you pass across the Jordan River to the land of Cana, you must drive out all the people living there, destroy their idols, their carved stones, their molten images, their open-air sanctuaries in the hills where they worship idols. Did you know that was the heart of the law right there? The heart of it was get rid of those stupid idols. And they actually wouldn't do it, and it was, it was terrible to them. Okay, after I've given it to you, take it and live there. You will live, look at this, you will be given land in proportion to the size of your tribes, larger sections of land given by lot among the larger tribes, smaller to the smaller ones. Oh, this is the end of it, we're going to stop, look at this. But if you refuse to drive out the people living there, those who remain will be cinders in your eyes and thorns in your side. And I'll destroy you as I plan to destroy them. Praise the Lord, you know. But they're gonna. They, but when they go in, they're gonna do it. They're gonna wipe out the. They'll wipe. They'll wipe them out. But anyway, the, it, notice. The, I was trying to highlight this week, oh, in the speech in Deuteronomy, and it was just so. It's so lopsided. It's everything you do is blessed. If you're sick, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna get healed. If your cows are not doing good, they're gonna be all right. If you think your crops are not doing any good, they're gonna be all right. They're gonna. It, everything you're doing is just gonna be fine. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you you're going to take care of us no matter what. So, Father, if we're not feeling good, maybe in our bodies or whatever, praise the Lord. What's healing to you? You'll fix that. We're the ones that need it. Jesus even said, it's not those that are well that need a doctor, but the sick. Praise the Lord. 
So if we're not feeling good, praise the Lord. You leave the 99, you go after us. Same thing's true financially. Boy, if we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. Oh, praise the Lord. The God who created everything, you know, in those rivers that have nuggets of pure gold, you'll take care of us. Praise the Lord. And if it's something we haven't mentioned and we got something heavy on our heart, we're not going to worry. You're going to take care of that. You'll fix it for us, whatever it is. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others about Jesus and tell them what you've done for us, like we see written in the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah.